0: Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Christstet, Missouri. My name is Scott George. I'm your announcer on this Mission Festival. Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Christstet, Missouri. I'm Scott George, your announcer on this Mission Festival Sunday, 14th Sunday after Pentecost. Reverend Tim Rosso will be delivering today's message. Assisting in the worship service will be the organist, Mrs. Susan Singer and acolytes Kai Brown and Drew Creed. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Marilyn Stewart and Jeff Perrigan in celebration of Brad Stewart's 60th birthday on September 13th. For the many blessings the Lord has given us and his family and dedicated to the glory of God.
1: One, two, four, there we go, Ah, there we go. All right, guys, thanks. Uh, Just a few announcements before we continue with our worship today. Uh, First of all, we invite you to join us every Sunday morning for adult Baba class and Sunday school. The adults meet over in the school up at at the top of the stairs and to the left. Uh, Bob Seninger will be leading that beginning uh, next Sunday while I lead the new members class that that begun today um, at 8.45 over in the small chapel. Um, Also, the Springfield Symphony we have been announcing this for the last couple of weeks, but on October the 14th, the Springfield Symphony will be having their reformation program. Again, if we have 20 or more people uh, that want to go from our church, we will qualify for a 20% discount. If you would like to go to that, please call the church office and put your name uh, on our list and we'll make sure that we get you signed up. And then lastly, we have a very special guest today, Pastor Tim Ross here all the way from Washington. And uh, he has some good words for us about what Lutherans are doing in Africa. So, Pastor Asa, would you just say it's a little been bit about to be that? Here
2: this morning, uh, some of you might remember I was here a few years ago with the guy we currently have here, which is Reverend May. Uh, we're going to try to get Reverend May back here next summer, if possible. Uh, but today you're just going to have to settle for me. Uh, and uh, I promise you, I shall bring you God's word. And uh, you can come to the potluck after church. That would be great. Uh, update you on all the great things that you have been supporting
1: in Africa through Lutherans Act. Thank you very much. And let's open our worship today with a word of, of prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we are thankful for today. We are thankful, Lord, that it is by your Holy Spirit that you have called us here. Lord, it is the good news about Jesus that has called each and every one of us here. Lord, not by chance, not by accident, but, Lord, because you have wanted it to be so. And so we give you thanks for that. And we pray, Lord, that this morning that you would give us a zeal for your house of worship here. We pray, Lord, that you would be with Pastor Rosso as he speaks to us uh, your holy word, but also, Lord, as he shares with us um, the ministries that are happening uh, with Lutherans in Africa. We pray your special blessing be upon him as well. So Lord, we give you thanks and praise for this day. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We open with our first hymn, which is Lift High the Cross. We're going to sing verses 1 through 3 of that hymn. It's number 837. 837, verses 1 through 3. we stand. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
3: Amen. Beloved
1: in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord.
0: Amen.
1: I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord.
0: Amen. He forgave the iniquity of my sin.
1: O Almighty God, merciful Father. Almighty God in His mercy has given His Son to die for you. For His sake He forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How great are your works, O Lord!
0: Your thoughts are very deep. It is good
1: to give thanks to the Lord. To sing praises
0: to your name, O Most High.
1: To declare your steadfast love in the morning.
0: To the music of the lute
1: and the harp. To the melody of the
0: lyre. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands I sing for joy. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it
4: was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever.
1: How great are your words, O Lord! The Lord be with you. With Let us pray. O God, from whom all good proceeds, grant to us, your humble servants, your holy inspiration, that we may set our minds on the things that are right, and by your merciful guiding accomplish them. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for this morning, is taken from Ezekiel, the 33rd chapter. So you, son of man, I have made a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, O wicked one, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked to turn from his way, that wicked person shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, that person shall die in his iniquity, but you will have delivered your soul." This is the word of our Lord.
0: Special music today is Father Welcomes by the Sunshine Choir, directed by Dana Wormington.
1: The young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message. Now is a good time to bring your mighty mites as well.
0: The children's sermon today is about Lutherans in Africa, presented by Pastor Jake.
1: Okay, you guys can turn around and face me. I have to show you a couple things here. All right, oh, how are we today? Good, okay, what I have here in my hand is an atlas. Do you guys know what an atlas is? What's an atlas? Earth, yeah. Cordell, what's an atlas? All of those things are right, that's right. So an atlas has different maps of different places in the world or the country or wherever it is that you might happen to be looking at. The first picture I wanna show you is a picture of the world that we live in. Now of course we know that, that, that the Earth is not flat, but this is just a flat picture of it, okay? All right, now we live in Freistadt, which is kind of, uh, it's not really all that great, but it's kind of like right here, okay? Kind of like, like right there ish. On the green, yeah, yeah. Now, what Pastor Rossau is going to be talking to us about today is Lutherans in Africa and the work that his organization is doing for Jesus in the country of Africa. Now, Africa is way, so if we are here, Africa is way over here. And do you know what I did because I was curious? I wanted to know how many miles it was from Freistadt, Missouri to Africa. How many miles do you think it is? More than that. More than that. How many? How many miles do you, do you think it is from here to Africa? Five hundred thousand. Not quite that many. Jackson. How many? A little more than four thousand. Cordell. Not quite that many. Eight thousand six hundred seventy-three miles to get from Fristat, Missouri to Africa. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is a lot. Now, this is what Africa looks like, okay? This one right on, on this side, okay, this is what Africa looks like. Uh, well there's, a, there's several different colors. Africa is not a country, it's a continent, okay? So Africa is this continent right here, okay? And this, did you know that the, where the Lutheran church, where our particular church body is growing the fastest is right here in Africa? Isn't that crazy? Okay. So this is what we're going to be talking about today, or what Pastor Rossi was going to be talking to us about today, about Lutherans in Africa and, and what Jesus is doing in this continent, okay? The last thing that I wanted to show you is the reason for why they are doing that, because in the Gospel of Mark, okay, right, this is a Bible, you are exactly right. In the Gospel of Mark, okay, one of the last things, that Jesus tells his disciples is this, okay? He says, and he said to them, go into all the world, the whole world, and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Pastor Rosso, I would be willing to bet that you guys are baptizing some folks in Africa. You bet, okay? Well, that's what Pastor Rosso was gonna be talking about uh, with us today in a place over 8,000 miles away from here, that the Spirit is alive and well and is moving, okay? And more and more people are being called to Jesus through the gospel in the same way that you guys have been have been called, okay? All right, can you put your hands together and repeat after me? Dear Jesus, thank you for your word that has gone out to the whole creation please help Lutherans in Africa to reach more people with the good news about Jesus. We love you, Lord. Amen. All right, thanks for coming up, and you guys can go back and sit with your folks. The epistle reading for this morning is taken from Romans, the 13th chapter. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, it's bad. The authorities are ministers of God attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand. Holy Gospel, according to St. Matthew, the 18th chapter. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them, and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe to the world for temptations to sin, for it is necessary that temptations come, but woe to the one by whom the temptation comes. And if your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than with two hands or two feet to be thrown into the eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into the hell of fire. See that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you that in heaven, whatever you have loosed on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. This is the gospel of our Lord.
0: Hark the voice of Jesus Calling on page 827 of the Lutheran Service Book.
2: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. I am uh, Reverend Tim Rosso. Uh, I am the development director for Lutherans in Africa. Many of you know uh, Reverend James May, as I mentioned during the announcements, and uh, hopefully we can uh, get him back here soon to uh, greet you all. Uh, I also uh, not only bring you greetings from Reverend May, but also from Pastor Robert Green who is the Chairman of our Board of Directors in uh, Parma, Ohio, uh, outside of of Cleveland. It is an honor to be here. I was here a few years ago with Reverend May and it is so good to see you again uh, and uh, it is a great honor to be able to bring you the Word of God. If if somewhere uh, during the sermon I kinda itch my ear, poke my head a little bit, it's because my ears are still ringing from the tractor pull last night. You know, Glenn and I were troopers. We made it till 11 o'clock. We didn't stay to the bitter end, but uh, we had a lot of fun. So anyway, I still got a little ringing going on in my ears. So Lutherans in Africa is a very unique mission group. Yes, we do baptize, but the primary thing that we do is teach the Word of God. And that's because there is a problem with the Lutherans in Africa. It's not numbers. There are millions of Lutherans in Africa. I mentioned to the Bible class this morning that there are more Lutherans in the country of Ethiopia, which I'm guessing is not much bigger than the state of Missouri. There are six million Lutherans in Ethiopia alone. That's, That's as many Lutherans as there are in North America, Canada, Uh, United States, Mexico, and Central America even uh, included. There's a lot of Lutherans in Africa. The problem is they are Lutherans in name only. The average person sitting in the pew here this morning knows more Lutheran theology than the thousands of Lutheran pastors in Africa. It's really strange, isn't it? There's actually a a reasonable answer as to how that came about. Who evangelized Africa? Europeans. Almost every one of us in here is is a descendant of of Europeans. It It was our ancestors 150 years ago that went in and colonized Africa, and as they did, thank God, they brought the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's why there's so many Lutherans in Africa. And it's amazing, different regions in Africa were evangelized by different Lutherans. Uh, In Tanzania, they were evangelized by the Germans. In Kenya, where Lutherans in Africa is located, they were primarily evangelized by the Finns, from Finland. The big problem is, as Christianity went in Europe, So it went in Africa. About 150 years ago is when the Christians in Europe started to give up on the truth of the Bible. They started to use their their human reason, their God-given human reason, to doubt the truth of the Bible. And the last 150 years of Christianity in the Western world has been this slow-loss of trust in the truth of God's Word. We here in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, you all being so close to St. Louis, you know all these stories, you know, a little less than a generation ago, we almost lost the truth of God's Word in our own beloved Missouri Synod. We give thanks to God that, that we stuck to the truth of that Word. Well, in Africa, The pastors were going off to seminaries, and they were following the lead of Europe, as they did in so many things, in culture, uh, as well as in theology. And so they lost the truth. And the primary truth of Christianity, and that is that the blood of Jesus Christ has paid for our sins. That's the heart and soul of the Bible. That's what the scriptures are all about. That's the essence of Christianity. And it was lost. It was replaced with what is called the social gospel, where you just do, do good to your neighbor, which is a good thing to do. And we as, we as true believers who understand the truth of God's word, we ought to do good to our neighbors. We ought to do more and more and more of it. But that is not the heart and soul of Christianity. Well, anyway, to get back to this uh, church in Ethiopia. So when I first started working with Lutherans in Africa, it was about the same time I first came here, four or five years ago. Uh, and now, now uh, God has uh, has uh, worked it so that I, I get to do this uh, uh, part time. I, I have retired after 30 years in the parish ministry, and I do this about half time. I travel around the country, uh, talking about the great work of Lutherans in Africa. Well, anyway, to get back to uh, to uh, Ethiopia, when I first got involved with Lutherans in Africa, I heard about this church in Ethiopia. I went to their website. They had a website. The name of the church, I'm sure, Pastor, you've heard of Mekane Ekanah Yezu, huge church, six million uh, Africans in Ethiopia. And on that website, there's not a single reference to the Lutheran confessions, which is, which is the heart and soul of, of what Lutherans uh, know that the Bible teaches. And there's not a single reference to the small catechism. When I go over to Africa to teach with Reverend May, I'm teaching pastors until they got connected with Lutherans in Africa had never seen Luther's small catechism. And they're Lutheran pastors. And so this is why Lutherans in Africa exists. And when you give a dollar to Lutherans in Africa, or for that matter, $10,000, you know, it's your your choice, that gets multiplied many times over because we are teaching uh, several times a quarter different groups of 30 to 60 Lutheran pastors who come in from all over the continent, mostly the bottom two-thirds. It was a great children's message that was wonderful to show them where Africa is. Uh, and then they go back with this new gospel. The gospel They finally are discovering the gospel, just as Martin Luther did. And they're sharing that with their 10 members in their church or their 1,000 members in their church. So that's what Lutherans in Africa does. Before we get to that... Um, We should also confess that we don't always know the Bible well enough. As I mentioned, I'm convinced that most of you in this room know more about Lutheran theology than a lot of those pastors, and that's why this is such crucial work for for us to do. But even we don't know our Bibles all that well. And I'd like to give you an example from our text this morning, from the Gospel. Uh, There is this line in in the Gospel reading, and I know you've heard it several times, For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. How many of you have ever heard that used, you know, where people will say, well, you know, there's two of us here. Raise your hand if you've ever heard that used before. Oh, my. You have Lutherans who raise their hands. <laughs> now watch that. Don't raise your hands too high, okay? Right? So, so we, we use that phrase all of the time. And we use it wrong every time we use it. Well, look, there's two, there's two of us here. Jesus said, where two of us are, there am I. Now, that is true, but that's not what this verse means. And I can take about two minutes and prove that to you. Look where this verse comes from. Matthew 18. Some of you are familiar with Matthew 18 because we like to throw it around and beat each other up with it. You know? Well, you sinned against me, and Matthew 18 says I'm supposed to tell you about your sin, which is true, and you are to confess that sin. And if you don't, then I'm going to go get my brother. And uh, sadly, a uh, pastor has been involved in this, and I was involved in it for the 30 years I was in the parish. You know, sometimes you have to use this in all earnestness. And so then, in our text, uh, take a look at the gospel on the back of your bulletin, Matthew 18. Uh, if you find verse 16, I'm going to read a couple of verses here. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And this is where we get to excommunication. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. In other words, don't treat him like a Christian brother anymore because he refuses to confess his sin. And then look what Jesus says next, verse 18. Truly, I That was, that was powerful, by the way. In this this chapter, Matthew 18, Jesus gives authority to the church to forgive and hold on to sins. That is the power that the church has. That is the power the church has, and we don't use it enough. We used it this morning. Pastor forgave you of your sins because you confessed. We're going to use it again in a a moment as we receive the body and blood of Christ for the remission of sins. And I am preaching to you right now the gospel of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. That's the power God has given to his church. And that's the power we ought to use. But now listen. So Jesus has just said that the the church has the ability to say to somebody, you're not believing anymore. You're not following the word because you're not willing to confess your sin. Verse 18, Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The church, through its pastor, it's called an ordained pastor, binds and loosens sins. This is is amazingly deep and powerful stuff. So Jesus says in verse 19... Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, and he's not talking about a new tractor for the next tractor pull. Where's it going to be? Glennon Lockwood, right? Yeah, next week in Lockwood. I heard that last night. He's not saying if two of you get together and say, God, give us a new tractor, I'll give it. He's saying what he's saying right here. If two or three of you come together and ask that a brother's sin be forgiven or retained, so it be. He said, again, I say to you, and as if that weren't enough, for a third time, Jesus says, and this is verse 20, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. He's trying to assure us that the church has this power to forgive and retain sins. And he says it three times. And the third time he says, where two or three of you do this, I am there with you. It's scary stuff, but it's what the church is about, forgiving and retaining sins. And so you see, we, we use that verse out of context all the time. We use it well, but we're not using it the way Jesus intended it to be. And so, so we must confess our own sin of not knowing God's word well enough. And I'm here today to encourage you to open your Bibles for five minutes every morning. Read your Bible. If you don't understand it, you know what the highest compliment could be that you could give to your pastor this week? Is to call him or email him or text him and say, hey, I was reading my Bible and I got a question. Right? Wouldn't that be the best best thing you could hear this week? And then he gets to be what God has called him to be, to teach you the word. Get into God's word. Learn God's word. This is what Lutherans in Africa is all about. We must confess that we're lazy. I'm lazy. I I go through the same struggle. I don't study God's word like I should, uh, uh, especially now that I'm out of the parish. And not only that, uh, when we do want to hear God's word, speaking of those ringing ears, we have itching ears that want to hear not what God says, but what we want him to say. And so we run off and Man, there is all kinds of choices in today's world of communication. You can find any preacher to say anything that you want to hear. Just keep turning the dial enough. Just keep uh, searching on on the Internet, and you'll find a preacher that says exactly what you want to hear. But That's not what God wants. Um, Listen to what he says in Ezekiel uh, in our Old Testament reading this morning. So you, son of man, this is God talking to Ezekiel, I have made a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, O wicked one, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked to turn away from his way, two things are going to happen. Number one, that wicked person shall die in his sin, because you didn't preach the law. But his blood, here's the second thing, I will require at your hand. Respect your pastor. Look up to him. You do. Uh, I've been hearing you talking. You've got, you got a great pastor. Uh, on, a, on a temporal level, as a, as a guy, he's a good guy. You've got a wonderful pastor. But he's got a really hard job to do to preach the law. But then he's got a really great job to do. And this is the better job, and it's the final word that God speaks. And that's what we're going to go to now, and that is to preach the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, and to forgive your sins. Support him. It is not an easy job in today's world where we all have itching ears that want to hear whatever we want to hear. He knows God's word. Listen to him. And so, shepherds need to tend the sheep. That's what we heard Jesus say at the beginning of the gospel reading. He talks about the little children. Don't any of you cause any one of these little children to go astray. It won't be good for you. Shepherds need to tend the sheep. And we shepherds tend the sheep with the word of God, that's our staff. Our staff is a a word of law and a word of gospel and sometimes we have to correct the sheep with that staff, but the best work we do with that staff is to lead them to the green pastures of God's word of forgiveness. But as I said, in Africa, the pastors don't have this staff because they don't know the word of God. Um, But God, who gives us these hard words of law, also gives us great words of forgiveness. He is, after all, the good shepherd. He is the shepherd who is spoken of in our text. Our text says, if, if a shepherd has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, won't he go and get that sheep? He'll leave the 99 who are, who are safe in the pasture and he'll go find that lost one. And I've even heard uh, words and stories of your pastor doing that already, which is great. Um, and so, so God... God is the good shepherd. Uh, The two of us wearing these robes this morning, we're just servants of of the good shepherd. We're under shepherds, um, underneath Jesus. And Jesus will go to great lengths. You know what great lengths Jesus will go to save you? You know the answer. He'll die on a cross. He'll be whipped and beaten and scourged by a bunch of arrogant Roman soldiers... He's the Son of God with all the power of the universe in his little finger, and yet he will submit himself to that torture, to that punishment. He'll be nailed to a cross because he loves you, and that's the good news. That's the good news that, that we are sharing in Africa. I plead with you, based on this mercy of God, I plead with you to support this incredible work of Lutherans in Africa. You've been doing it for a few years now, and I encourage you to continue to do it. Um, it is great work. We are committed to making sure that shepherds can shepherd in Africa with the true word of God. Um, I was just at a, at a, a meeting uh, in uh, Kenya uh, in April, and there were seven bishops Lutheran bishops, instead of district presidents, they have bishops, and there were seven bishops from around Africa there, wanting to see this new place. And by the way, you have given funds for us to build our new facility. Uh, It's about maybe one-eighth done, and I I can't wait to to show you pictures uh, at the potluck about the progress that is being made there, and you have supported that to make that happen. So there here are these bishops, and I got to meet them. That's why Reverend May said, you know, I know you just started with this new job with us, but you need to be here in April. I started in January, and I was in Africa in April. I've been there before, and I'm going back again next year, uh, and I'm so glad I went. Uh, And so we have created this new school, Um, which I'm going to give you some updates on uh, after the potluck. Um, But before we even got building, word had gotten out that we had bought the land, and the pastors in Africa said, we want to come and learn. And so here is this little makeshift uh, auditorium, just some poles with a thatched roof on top to keep the sun and the rain out, and there's 30 pastors gathered to hear God's word. That was about a year ago, uh, and, and now we actually have some brick and mortar buildings. It's very exciting. And so I ask you to pray for us, make a gift to help us continue this great work in Lutherans in Africa. If you, do, if you do none of that, the most important thing I can ask you to do today is to continue to read God's word and to know God's word because his word is our life, our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Please stand. So with this time, we continue by reciting the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using... The Nicene Creed It is found printed on the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, <clears throat> and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things remain It's now time to gather our tithes and offerings, and in the pew on the aisle sides of the pews is the red signing book. Members and guests, please fill that out so that we have a record that you were here to be with us. Um, The ones who get it on the window sides, please send it back towards the aisle so that the aisle can tear off the top page and set it on top of the book so that the elders can pick it up after worship today. We collect our tithes and offerings.
0: mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, and baptizing and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. Pastor Jake has started a new class for new and prospective members. Uh, started it today at 8.45 in the chapel. If you're interested in this, please join them next Sunday. Uh, next Saturday is a back-to-school family fun night at Trinity Lutheran school at 5.30 uh, dinners provided, 6.30 an adult versus kids dodgeball, that should be fun, and at 7.30 a drive-in movie. And then on Sunday, September 17th, Friends in Christ is holding a fish fry at 6 p.m. at Dave and Connie Chapman's picnic area. Please bring a side dish and your lawn chairs. RSVP to Connie or to David. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message is, who's the greatest? The Lutheran Hour speaker, uh, Dr. Gregory Seitz. Jesus redefines greatness. He came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. For times and locations near you, visit thelutheranhour.org or contact the church office. Bible class opportunities the uh, Trinity's children's and Sunday school and adult Bible classes meet 8:45 each Sunday in the school a men's Bible study meets at 6:30 a.m. each son- Wednesday and
1: a few folks that we want to remember in our prayers today. First of all, for those who are on our health list, for Melvin McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Mary Fritz, Ella Clybaker, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Dana Robb, Erwin Kruger, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Marilyn Stewart, Elmer Kaiser, Oren Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Dan Haynes, Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, and Catherine James. Also for Louita Oftenbrink, who is who will be celebrating her eighty-third birthday. We will also lift up in prayer all of those who are suffering as a result of all of the natural disasters that are happening around our nation today. We'll go to our Lord in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we pray for the missionaries of Lutherans in Africa, especially Pastor May and his family whom you have sent, that they will have open doors, and that when they open their mouth, that the Holy Spirit will supply them with the words they need to proclaim your good news. We pray that they are able to speak to the people of Africa that Jesus is Lord and Savior, and that he willingly gave his life as their ransom and rose from the dead as the first fruits of the inheritance of everlasting life that is theirs in him. We pray that this truth will convert souls and change lives. We pray also for Pastor Rossau and his team as they support with their efforts the ministry to the people of Africa. Lord, in your mercy. Yeah. Almighty God, you are the ultimate authority. Thank you for good government and those with authority over us. Guide them in using their authority according to your will. Be with those who are under corrupt authority and give them all boldness and assurance to live in accordance with your will Lord in your mercy your Lord you open your hand and satisfy the desires of all living things look with favor upon those who farm let their harvest be fruitful that in providing for the needs of their neighbors that they may find fulfillment in their livelihood Lord in your mercy Merciful Lord, please look with compassion upon all those who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally. We pray, especially, Lord, for all those that we have named on our health list. Lord, for all all of those who are have been, who have been affected, or who will be affected by Irma and Harvey and all of these fires that we have. Lord, we pray for your mercy, and we pray that in that mercy that uh, that you would cease these. Disasters. Uh, Lord, and uh, for those who have been, who have already been affected by them, may their restoration and may their recuperation be swift. And Lord, we pray for all those that we know who are suffering, that we name before you in our hearts now. them safe, Lord. Reassure them of your love, which is like that of the shepherd who seeks and saves the one lost sheep. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we also especially pray for those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries, especially for Loida upon her 83rd birthday. We celebrate her birth, Lord, and we pray for your blessings and joy to be over them. Lord, we also give you thanks for all of those, Lord, that, uh, that we know who may, may not be listed who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries. Uh, Lord, we ask that, that you would guide them, watch over them. Lord, you knew everything about them before they were born, and you have promised to never leave or forsake them. Let them feel assured and ready for the year ahead, knowing that you have an order to their steps. Lord, in your mercy, Gracious Father, let us receive your good gift of Christ's body and blood with childlike faith. Let us humbly trust that your forgiveness is poured out for us in this meal. Let it strengthen us in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord, be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord, our God. it It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name. evermore praising you and singing. Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and
4: confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ
1: Our Lord Jesus Christ on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and said take eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper and when he had given thanks he gave it to them and said drink of it all of you, this cup is the New Testament in my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me.
0: true and only light within service book 839. i Him as the king of my love, my shepherd is one of my favorites, him 709.
1: We'll give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace.
0: By the cross, 837 verses 4 through 6. It has been our pleasure to bring this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt. One quick correction from the beginning, acolytes today were Sadie Bennett and Vanson Benning. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday at 10 a.m. If you're not able to be with us in person, we invite you to. Listen by means of this broadcast on freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident in you in all things. Your announcer has been Scott George.
4: of Christ
1: a few announcements before we close with our service today. Again, a very special thanks to Pastor Ross for bringing us the good word today. Um, we also have one other announcement. There was, unfortunately, a birthday that was omitted in the parish caller. Uh, Dylan Kleibaker, he turns what? Tomorrow. Eight? Eight years old? Man. He's getting old. Shoot. Uh, he turns eight tomorrow. There he is. Uh, so we uh, wanted to make sure that we'll mention that as well. And let's go ahead and we'll pray for our meal here. Uh, and then we will go over and fellowship together. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for the time of worship and service uh, that you have given to us. Uh, Lord, we, we give you thanks for the forgiveness of our sins that we have heard, that we have, uh, that we have received. Uh, and Lord, now we ask that you would bless this meal that we are about to eat. Thank you, Lord, for the hands that made it. And we pray that it would go to the nourishment of our bodies. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. We'll see you all there. Thank you very much.